Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the after show for The Flash, season five, episode 19, Snowpack. So we're going to be talking Icicle Strike, the West, A- the West Allen family feud, and Cicada 2. All that plus some news and gossip. Let's get into it. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the after show for The Flash at a season 5 episode 19, Snowpack. So we've got a few things we want to talk about. We got to get on this icicle topic and talk about him and everything that's gone on. The West Allens are having a family feud that is super important, and Cicada 2 makes an appearance. So we're going to do all that plus some news and gossip. Um, Zach is not with us tonight. He will be back, so don't you fret. But um, I'm your host, Jamie Alexander, and I couldn't do it without my girl. Hey, y'all. It's Chauncey K. Robinson. All right, so let's jump into this episode, Snowpack. So the first thing we're going to talk about is Icicle and how he comes... He came in with a bang. He was just busting stuff up and didn't care who he was hurting. What do we think about the episode overall? And then let's start with Icicle. Yeah, I thought it was an action-packed episode for sure. I mean, it seemed like so much was going on. (laughs) I mean, we had, like, different dynamics, different people working together. And then, yeah, it was just so much happening. So many revelations thrown throughout and so much angst. I love angst. Yeah, I have to agree. (laughs) I enjoyed it for the same reasons. And it was especially, too, because um, we just left Easter weekend and everything was about family. It was kind of like, dang, well, what if this was my mom or my dad? I started putting other people into place. Like, oh, my God, this would be crazy. That was definitely a theme of the episode, family. I did. I do have a certain concern with... uh, (laughs) I always have concern, guys. You know this by now. Um, When it came to... I felt certain things were a little contrived to Mm. get certain points across, and I'll, like, get into that. But other than that, I thought it was overall solid. Yeah, I definitely want to hear those points because sometimes I'd be missing things. But when you bring it up, I'm like, you know what? Hmm. So Icicle, when he first came on the scene, he scared me. I really wasn't sure who it was until, you know, he started throwing the ice picks. But um, we start with him coming on the scene to steal the cryo atomizer because he wants to make a snowpack. He wants to make a family. He wants to erase Caitlyn, erase Miss Townhauser, and refill them with as villains. What do you think about his tack on the lab i mean yeah it was it started pretty quick i kind of knew when jp i think was the security guard's name had like introduced himself i'm like he's totally like a red shirt of star trek like he's going to die (laughs) just for the certain purpose they came in he had his line i'm like something's gonna happen to to red shirt jp and then um yeah when that happened i i thought it kind of made sense, but then it was kind of like, man, this seems out of nowhere. Like, okay. he's been gone for a while, and now he's like, I want you guys back as my family. Like, at first, when Barry and them thought that his initial thing was to uh, basically start a new Ice Age, I'm like, man, that's, like, sinister. I don't know what he's—maybe he wants to turn everyone into icicle people. I'm like, that's sort of diabolical. But then it was, like, this whole weird sentimental thing of— I want my wife and my kid back, but I don't want them as you guys. And I was like, oh, okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> I am so glad you said that because it was so out of nowhere. I think that's when he first came on the scene. I didn't know who he was because, one, he looked terrible. They just really made him. <laughs> he was him, so scary looking. He was yeah, so I scary. It. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was the good. Makeup. But I was also like, yeah, this is random. And I started to think about the last episode and why all of a sudden Thomas was in the picture for the moment. So, um, yes. Yeah, so he has this moment where he's doing all that. Um, and then Killer Frost and him end up getting in a fight. Um, that was interesting for the way that that looked and, you know, the way that they, I guess, CGI. Would that be the right thing to say? Yeah, with it was that? total CGI. Yeah, I they mean, did a good job with that I, fight scene. I thought in this whole episode, particularly, you know, one at first I thought it was a little bit of a drastic like shift like we just had this emotional thing with Nora and now we're doing like the Killer Frost plot line in a way but it wasn't the Killer Frost plot line it was more so a Caitlyn plot line but Killer Frost was also very cool in it so I dug that and I did like that we got to see her more in an action kind of thing because I know some of the concerns is that you know, in, in cases for those who are like Killer Frost, Caitlyn fans, uh, they feel like she gets sidelined a little bit and she doesn't, you know, get to kind of shine as much unless it's like her new love interest or whatever that they've inserted. <laughs> so I thought this was a good episode for her. Like when she fought off with Cicada 2.0 and stuff, I was like, wow, Killer Frost. I mean, I like Killer Frost. I think yes. like her as a character and, and Caitlyn too, but I really like when she's Killer Frost because she just gets really like that, you know, just cool. And um, so that was cool. And the whole thing of them doing the the ice bridge was also cool but then you had the heart of her and the mother you know bonding yeah Yeah, exactly all the moments with the mom i thought that was a good idea to put in there especially because they were almost warming us up for for the dad not being there because it's like we can't be at odds and then lose him and then what are they gonna have so it was kind of nice that they started to mend their relationship for two seconds before you know the dramatic Ending where Grace, uh, oh, Grace, it's terrible. <laughs> Cicada 2 straight up kills her father. That was a little dramatic also. That was <laughs> really was, harsh. Honestly, there were a lot of things that were a little <laughs> predictable, the way things were going. Like the whole thing of Carla, uh, Caitlin's mom, like her sort of turning meta and things of that nature. And that one too, when he, when Thomas said, I think I finally beat this monster. I'm like, either the monster's not really gone or he's going to die. Like, right. he serves no other purpose but as a plot point because that's the way they've written it. And even his death was sort of a plot point. And this was my little concern that I had a little bit with it, which was, um, you know, he kind of died. And then that's when Barry, like, gets the whole thing about family. And I'm like, wow, did they just build all this up so that Barry could learn a lesson? <laughs> like, did we, was, was Caitlin's dad a sacrificial lamb? For a plot point, like really, because yeah, his it ending felt like speech. that a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, it felt a lot on the nose. And I think um, also, thank you for joining us in the chat. Ivan Soto actually uh, pointed out with Killer Frost, which I also thought as well, where Icicle was trying to turn them into their Frost personas. But the thing is, Killer Frost isn't evil. So what was he thinking he was going to get by changing it so Killer Frost was only the only one around? So that was a little bit of a plot point that was a little bit of a hole. (laughs) Right. Because I know Killer Frost on her own, yeah, she's not evil. She would still very much recognize Team Flash and whoever else and whatever. It's not Caitlyn that makes her soft. So Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't it know what he was thinking. It, yeah. it was a plot. And honestly, it was a little bit of a plot hole. And like I said, I felt like this mm. was a little bit, I, like I said, I love that we got the thing of Caitlyn and her mother bonding. I thought that was really good. I actually like Caitlyn's mother as a character. I think yeah. she's very cool as a scientist and she's, you know, quick-witted mm-hmm. and very sharp tongue. And she's kind of Killer Frost without being meta, you know? It's yeah. kind of like you see where that Killer Frost personality maybe has come in to Caitlyn because of the way her mother also was. Right. And so I appreciated that, but I also felt like this was kind of one major plot point to uh, get to get to the whole, you know, West Allen family drama, which, you know, I don't mind, but it was also kind of like, well, that sucks. You know, character, if you're going to write a story for a plot point, a plot character thing for a character, it should be for that character, not necessarily for to teach another character a lesson. Yeah. You know, like Caitlyn's dad just died. It was like, wow. That was so much. <laughs> and I really didn't get that when they were back at Star Labs. And, you know, it just kind of seemed like they went about their day. Yeah. And her mom's just like, okay, well... See you later, Kate. Like, it was just like, oh, my God, y'all are dysfunctional than a mug. Yeah. But, but it was, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was fine. And then, I mean, did you see it coming that her mom's, because when we were watching it together, I saw you make a face when, <laughs> when Kayla was like, yeah, it stayed green or what, black or something. That means you're not a meta. I think you did a face like, uh-huh. Right. Because <laughs> she put it down too quick. And then, you know, the camera sometimes alludes to like, don't you forget about that little vial. And I could just sense it, and I'm just like, oh, Lord. That would make perfect sense, because now we still have, who knows where that can go, and we still have, yes. you know, Killer Frost with a, you know, potentially meta-parent. Exactly. And I and I thought it kind of made sense, though, because of the fact of, if you get, that was the thing, too, because Icicle, as those who know about the comics, no, Icicle's actually in the comics, because Zach at one time did the baddie breakdown here. We miss your baddie breakdown, Zach. Yes. Um, and he talked about Icicle actually being in the comic. Different origins, of course, and I don't know, I don't think in the comics he's actually connected to Killer Frost, but... You know, when they killed him off, too, that was like, whoa, you just killed off a major, not major, major, but you killed off a a significant comic book character. What's going to happen? So I feel like it was kind of a trade for a trade. It was like, okay, we need to kill him off so Barry can learn a lesson. So let's make her mama meta. (laughs) So that continue that can that can continue that plot line. So, okay, I love it. So Barry can (laughs) learn a lesson. Um, Yeah. So before we move on talking and, you know, going into what happened with. You know, Barry and Iris, which is where we open up in the show. Do you want to give a little share to our After Buzzer friends? Yes. <laughs> hey, guys. Before we move on to our next topic, we just wanted to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. For us to continue to grow, we could use your help. If you're on YouTube right now, hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. No matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation. Being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to all of us, and we truly appreciate you supporting us and doing what we love don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying our shows yes thank you guys and you guys in the chat and you'll want to stick around for our news and gossip and some predictions so yeah now let's talk this west allen family feud we actually opened oh i'm sorry i just wanted to say one thing about the the killer frost plot line oh yeah i did think it was very cute that joe and barry were caught in the middle of uh carla and caitlin's uh arguments the whole time and they kept wanting to leave the room it was a nice attraction for barry and it also gave joe something to do right and sure luke yeah, sure, Luke true. actually, you know, throughout this episode, 
well, in the beginning, they were still mad at Sherlock, right? Which I did not appreciate. I didn't think everyone should still be mad at Sherlock. No. And it was nice because with Barry, you know, almost dying of hypothermia, Sherlock came through, and he also helped with the whole Caitlyn situation, which was a good kind of showing that Sherlock is a valuable member of the team, which I I really I like Sherlock. He's probably yeah. like I could say maybe he's my favorite Harry. So oh far. yeah, for sure. I, I didn't think he would be. I, at first, when he first came on, I was like, "Oh my gosh, another Harry!" But he's definitely my favorite. So yeah, and then you're right about you know him being placed throughout the show. And what I think is he's always been this role in this character. Yeah. But us starting out and seeing how everybody's mad at him again for like the second and a half episode in a row, it was really nice to be reminded like. Don't exile him. Like, y'all, we, everybody had to bring back the person they tried to kick out. Like, yeah. we're a family. You can't do that. I know you're upset, but everybody that's on the show thus far and that's still together, they're all valuable. They're all family. So exactly. I'm glad that we got to see his value. Yeah. And it was, yeah, I just, yeah, I just, <laughs> I'm glad Sherlock stayed. I just really like him. Me I've too. come to like his character. And I was a little annoyed that people were still mad. I'm like, you've done enough. Really, guys? Yeah, and he's trustworthy because, like I said, you don't need a bunch of yes men around. Exactly. If you see something wrong, see something. Say something. (laughs) Okay? You see something, you say something. That's what Sherlock did. That's the kind of person you want on your team. It wasn't exactly an apology that I had asked for last week to him. I demanded an apology to Sherlock, Mm -hmm. but it was close enough with Ralph calling him family. So I was like, all right, y'all are forgiven. I will forgive you for Sherlock. Yeah, Ralph did a lot of stretching out and filling in the blanks and holes and soft spaces all throughout this episode. It's like he'd pop in the room, say something wise, and then back out. Yeah, like, they very know. much have done that with Ralph, too. Yeah. And we see that in the in the next point. But, like, yeah, they've definitely done some great stuff with Ralph as well. Yes, definitely love that character. Um, so that was such a heated and colorful, powerful scene that we opened up with with seeing our little marital fight with Iris and Barry. What did you think about that? That was serious. That They were saying some stuff that they Ooh. seemed like they were holding in for a bit. Like, okay. Iris straight up said, we done been to therapy, we done been through this, and you're still doing the same thing. And I'm like, whoa, where's this coming from? Right. And she was like, you're still making decisions for us, you know, about your emotions. And it's funny because isn't that what Thawne said last episode to Nora, like, you know, or... She said he said it somewhere. Yeah, I think he about did say to Nora. Barry being an emotional person, which isn't necessarily a negative, but if you're that emotional, it's good to have a secondary your partner, right. you know, which could be Iris. And you know, I think also Barry made some good points as well. You know, he was like, "I'm emotional, so are you." He was like, "Your emotion though is on the other end because Nora stopped hating you." I was like, "Ooh, he brought I, that, that back was, up." Okay. He was like, Nora stopped hating you, and, like, that's why you feel, you know, like you want to keep her around. And I was like, okay, so we're just, like, talking truths right now. Yeah, and it was very (laughs) reflective, again, of real life, because a lot of times when we're arguing with people, especially in a relationship, there is a mirror that's being Mm -hmm. held up. And I think they both had extremely valid points. I definitely understood Barry 100%. And his personality is also important, just like Ralph comes in and fills in the blanks. Everybody has their role. I don't think his leading by emotion is bad either, because when you are a leader, you have to be instinctive. You can't be second-guessing yourself or wondering who somebody's going to think, what you did, blah, blah, blah. So I kind of get how he missed confronting or consulting with his spouse. I get that. Um, Do I excuse it? No, but then same thing. Yeah, Iris just keeping her here 
that could be just as dangerous as well. That was the one thing I did have an issue with. And yeah, let us know in the chat what you guys are thinking. Which t- which team was you on? Maybe you're just on the West Allen team, period. <laughs> like them as the couple. You don't want them to fight, but yeah, let us know. Yeah. But I, I mean, I did have an issue with her saying that she wanted Nora to stay there. I'm like, you gotta let her go eventually. Like, you're going, first of all, no offense, but Iris, you're going to have her eventually. Yeah. So it's like, you will get to see her again. Yes, maybe not in that form yet, but I did think it was a little weird where she was like, how much longer does she think Nora was going to be able to stay around? How much longer does she think Nora can stay around? Nora can't stay. Nora cannot live two lives. You know, she can't be like, I'll just hang out with my my parents in the in their past. Like they need to be able to live their lives, too, without a darn near grown daughter as well. So I think. You know, I feel like Iris is going to have to get to the point where she's going to have to let Nora go because it wouldn't make much sense for her to stay around. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, all of this time I've been enjoying, well, you know, tolerating Nora and her antics. However, this episode did make me think, okay, but when is she going to go home, though? Because Iris was like, I just want my family back. And it's like. Mm. when (laughs) did you get so married to that idea like and why is this just now the time that we're talking about Nora and her going back and why we talk why are we talking about bringing her back to 2019 it's just now I'm confused right it was just like yeah and you know art master Austin actually said Barry Iris needs to work need to work on honing in on their emotions and keeping them in check and yeah they both were very emotional but I definitely honestly if Barry actually hadn't brought it up like you had just said the idea of you know, you're emotional too, Iris. I wouldn't even thought about it like that. I was more so, I, I admit, I was focusing in on the idea that he took Nora back to the future without consulting Iris. And I was like, yeah, that's wrong. And I was very much like, no, he's wrong for that. But then I saw what he said and I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I guess she is kind of emotional. I mean, yes, he shouldn't have taken her back in anger. You right. know, give her a hug. I said that last week. He could have said, <laughs> you know, giving her a hug. You might not see her ever again. But it was also kind of like, I totally understood where he was saying, he was like, you're emotional too. You don't want to let her go. And it's like, you. I mean, it comes to a point where she needs to, she can't be, it's a little weird that Iris is, as this young professional young woman, mm-hmm. is so quick to have this adult daughter that she wants to bond with. Yeah, that, this, that's and it's and it wasn't as glaring before as it is right now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it wasn't until this episode I'm like, wait, she doesn't even belong here, <laughs> right? Like, like, don't we need to start talking about when she's going home? Because it is weird, and yeah. it doesn't make. I mean, they go through a lot of weird things, so I get it, but it just doesn't make sense for her to be lingering. Like, what is the plan? Uh, What's the goal? And the longer she's there, the longer Iris is going to be attached to her. And it's like, it's a little weird. I I mean, I can't, I'm not going to be weird and put myself in like, if my daughter came back from the future. (laughs) But I mean, it is kind of like, well, you're still young and don't you, I mean, once again, I'm going to bring it back up. Barry's supposed to like disappear in some years. Like, don't you want to spend some time with you and your husband and trying to figure out how you can hold on to him a little bit longer? I mean, you do get to see your daughter eventually. Yeah. So it's a little weird. That's a little weird. Nope, I second you on that. It really is. So maybe we'll find out more about that in the future. Um, one thing that was also cute, talking about people popping in and out, is Cecile with her little spidey sense. <laughs> I like how she's been able to pop in and be like, no, I sense determination on Iris. Yes. You gotta go follow her. <laughs> yeah, that's it was cute. I mean, yes, it was cute. <laughs> I mean, I do feel like sometimes it can be, what do you call it when something, not a deuce McConnell or something, uh, you know when someone is, they're 
they're the thing they do pretty much solves the problem quick enough because the writers can't necessarily write it. Okay. So it's like, oh, she's feeling mad right now. You have to go follow her route right. because they can't convey it in dialogue. Yes. And I was like, okay, I guess the seal can censor her emotions. So yeah. she'll send Ralph. Like, okay, that's convenient. Right, right. <laughs> it's a very convenient power that they've given her. It's very, it, it is very convenient. That is a great way to look at it. And that was such a great adjective because she definitely needed it. And I didn't think that Ralph, I did think Ralph was going to talk her out of it. I didn't think he was going to go. But I'm glad he did. Because what was she going to do? Go handle the sphere and time travel on her own? Like, she probably could have, Iris. But at the same time, I don't know what she thought she was going to do. Like, this was nothing. And I think someone else in the chat said, you know, sometimes Barry and Iris are emotional and they make bad decisions. And let's just think for a second, if Ralph hadn't, (laughs) <laughs> been there. What was she going to do? Yeah, she was going to go do the cylinder by herself and somehow get them over and run to the thing in her hills and stuff. And it was just right. like, girl, what are you What are you trying to do exactly? You're going to time travel as much as you know. And she did apologize for it eventually. Yes, which was good. You know, but it was kind of foolhardy to like decide that you were going to time travel knowing all the issues like, how are you going to get into the facility? You've never been to the future. If Ralph wasn't there, she wouldn't have been able to get in. How was she going to do any of that? No idea you know? at all. And it was like, she didn't think that through. No, not and, at all. And I was just like, What's, I, I get it, once again. But once again, as Barry pointed out, she was emotional just like he was, just on the other end of the argument. Yep. And um, I did think it was funny that Ralph found a secret room that all of them go I into. Know. <laughs> he was like, how long y'all been hiding in this room? Where am I, What else am I going to find? A bowling alley? Yeah, that was like, good. <laughs> it is true. No one told him about that room. And I wouldn't be surprised if there was a bowling alley. Probably is. You know? Somewhere. <laughs> I mean, they have bad uh, security at Star Labs, but they sure do do well with uh, secret rooms. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, and so... Hmm. Yeah, so I'm glad he went with her because things were not going to get done any other way. Then, so Iris has an opportunity to confront Thawn. Oh, that was another powerful thing in the uh, the yeah. argument because I could feel Barry was about to go there, especially when he asked her, like, "Well, wouldn't you be as mad if you saw this man kill your mother in front of you?" And that is such a valid point. It was. It's like, oh, well, maybe I believe Thawn, and maybe he's not. So it's like. You can't understand where I'm coming from that I don't fool with him. Yeah, even Barry had to pause and he was like, "Wow," because wow. he, he looked at her. He was like, "You don't care, do you?" He's right. like, "That's not affecting you." Right? And she she owned up to it. She's yes, like, she "No, did. it's not affecting me." Mm. But he said he was like, "Well, maybe if she had, he had killed your mother," <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, that's that's real true." Ooh. Like Iris, like he did kill her. Like this is the thing about this whole thing with Thawne that I'm very you know. And I'm very conflicted with a little bit about the idea of is he somehow redeemed. I'm waiting for the ace to be turned pulled out of the sleeve, even though he cares for Nora and all this other stuff. Right. I really do think there has to be ace of the sleeve because I just I can't fathom how he would be redeemed at this point. Like right. just because he's been on death row for all these years, he got the chance to think this is like the biggest villain for Flash to redeem him. It just just seems a little weird. It does, especially in the role as the West Allen family counselor. Yes, that too. I mean, even um, like Thon, he was like, the, the West Allen needs a man. I'm like, yo, you straight up <laughs> killed Barry's mom. Can you really talk about family? Right. <laughs> it's getting really weird. Like, this is like, like we had said, he's like that uncle to Nora right now that ain't no one asked for. Nobody even asked like, for. Like, well, don't listen to your Uncle Thon. Right. He's going to get you in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yes. just like... 
Yeah, it was just not. It's weird, and I'm I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. I don't think he's totally on the up and up. I do think he cares for Nora, but maybe in some twisted way. Oh, absolutely. Especially, we're gonna have to say I would say twisted because why did he come on with all his experience? He didn't think enough to not tell her about how to go in the other type of speed force. Like, would you if that was your child? Was that where you would want to send them? Because her little tantrums, I just want to see my dad, and can't anybody understand? I just want to see my dad. She needs to calm down. Yeah. I, I get it, but she needs to take a deep breath and relax, and I just don't. I don't know if I can buy how much he cares, because he keeps sending her in the wrong direction. Yeah, and I know, I mean, I got that she felt some type of way right. about Barry doing that and stuff, but once again, she she's not thinking about the consequences of her actions very much. It's like he straight told you don't show up. Like maybe you need to give him a little bit of space. I mean literally in her time I mean I think what Dawn had like 10 minutes left on the clock. It's only been 5 minutes. She's been back maybe for 5 minutes. So in 5 minutes it's just like I'm not going to listen to anything my father says. I'm going to basically take in your speed force. Who knows like your creation of the speed force and I do want to talk about the negative speed force because that is a very big thing in the comic books but it was you know it's just this idea that she wasn't thinking and I know you know there's some criticism of this idea that maybe we bash Nora I like Nora Mm -hmm. I like the character of Nora I just with any of these characters that we were just talking about the West Allen argument same way I see Iris's point and her faults and Barry's points and his faults is the same way with Nora I Mm -hmm. see her points of wanting to help her father but I also see the faults that she really doesn't stop to think sometimes like if Dawn is straight up telling you to your face this is going to be a little bit negative. <laughs> it's like, are you not thinking of the ramifications of why no one else but Thawne, who is on death row, has used a, a negative version of this godly thing that we know as the speed force? Right. It's literally, if we, as for speedsters, the speed force is like the universe, mm-hmm. a godly type thing. Wouldn't you think the ne- the opposite of that would be like the sa- the satanic Version? I mean, that's all I kept hearing. And then it also raised the red flag because it's like, all you're looking at is yourself. You want to spend time with your dad, you and your dad, and why did he leave me, and da 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 But it's like, you got to learn who your father was, and he was so upset with you with what you did with this man. He took you back to where you're going, and you go back to this man, and you're still taking advice from this man. Like, you're not even looking at your father being so upset that... He feels like he can't trust you enough. He got to take you all the way back home. Yeah. Which Barry was wrong for because he just kind of left her there. I totally get her consideration. Right. And like, you know, uh, Jaysa Pierce, sorry if I said the uh, first name. She said kind of like Barry was in the early season. She's definitely Barry's kid. This is true. But Good Barry point. was also knuckleheaded. <laughs> and, he you was. know, he had a lot of faults, too. I mean, I've been watching this show for, like, the five years. And yeah. I had issues with Barry. There were times when I was like, you know what? <laughs> Enough about Barry. <laughs> you know what I mean? He annoyed me as well. He yeah. grew out of that. Yeah. And I think I can still have those same frustrations with Nora now. Those frustrations don't go away. It just True. shows that she has faults just like he had faults in season one. I just worry that at times she's not growing from them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, if this is what you... It's like... You know, a little kid, if you touch the stove and people are like, don't touch the stove, it's hot. Then you touch the stove and get burned, it's hot. But then you go back and now you turn the stove on and put your yeah. hand back on it. Like, I feel like that's what she's doing with this Thawne situation. Like, he's really got a hold on her. Like, that's your new daddy, girl. Yeah. The way you're acting. 
It's like, which is probably what Barry is afraid of. Of this, and Iris actually says when they have their heart to heart, West Island talk and kiss. Oh my God, they kiss. Um, he she says she's like, I actually do think he's manipulating her for what she doesn't know, but he's manipulating her, and the speed, the negative speed force takes over yeah and um yeah just to talk a little bit about the you know negative speech for it's, yes. it's definitely something in the comics it's something that is very much associated with reverse flash earboard thon and he created it and it it basically in the comics it's this you know it's the, as he explained also in the in the live action that's a negative force and it has the ability actually to eat away at any other speedster to the point of like killing them mm. and stuff and it is it's driven by rage you know, and in the comics, he mm. actually puts it on Barry because he hopes it to, uh, like, consume Barry with rage and stuff. So it's interesting that they do in the live action that it happens to Barry's daughter, mm. which I thought was a nice remixing of that. And, um, yeah, the negative speed force is serious business. So the fact that, you know, we're going to probably see the ramifications of Nora jumping into it. It was interesting that someone said last episode when this happened of what Barry did that to Nora of taking her back to the future of this is the origin story of supervillains. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. And it kind of looked like it happened. So Barry did play a part in that. You know, that was a little bit negative. But this negative speed force is definitely not something to be messed with. Um, mm. yeah. Yeah, it didn't sound like it. I did not get a good feeling about it at all. Especially when he was telling her, like, you're light, your father's light, you come from light. Oh, God, Nora. And this is what makes me question Thawne, too. It's like, if you knew that you yep. that this was driven by rage... Why would you enhance that in her? Exactly. What? Why did? Why would you think... <laughs> you know, to push that on Nora, if you care for her so much. Exactly. Why would you, like, when it, I mean, he did at first, like, for a second say, no, we can't do it, but then he gave in really quickly. He did. And if you know if she's going to be consumed by this force, and he doesn't give her any warnings, like, you need to know how to control this somehow or whatever, it's like, none none of that. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, it's going to be a little negative. Yeah. Like, this this stuff made you a serial killer, dude. Like, it made you, like, evil. Yeah. (laughs) Like... Are you okay with Nora jumping into that? You know? Well, obviously he was. He only got five minutes to live anyway. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think I think he has an ace up his sleeve. Uh, yeah, he absolutely does. And can't wait to see what that might be. Um, yeah, so that was a mess. I'm glad to see Barry and Iris reconciled because I think the theme of the whole overall, you know, with Icicle and family and West Allen is that family doesn't leave family. Mm-hmm. And that makes a lot of sense. It's much better to solve things together. Thomas died for that lesson. Caitlin's he, dad died yes. for Barry can learn that lesson. Like, exactly. So, a little, pour out a little. Uh, <laughs> that's some Hennessy. Yeah, pour out a little liquor for him because that's exactly what happened. Mm. <laughs> well, let's move on to our last topic, which is a pretty quick one, but Cicada 2 pops up. Which I really didn't like. She, to me, came out of absolutely nowhere. I don't even remember. Wait, I don't even know how she knew where they were or how she was on the radar, but whatever. She comes <laughs> right in the nick of time to start blasting on Barry. And I don't know what her motive was. Did she, because who said it? Somebody was like, oh, why would she be here in the middle of 
nowhere for Icicle and Killer Frost. Like, why was she... I don't know. I got lost with that part just a little bit. Yeah, it seems there. as though she needed something. Whatever uh, Thomas had stole or Icicle oh, had right. stole, she, she stole it. She stole it, too. And it seems to have something to do with uh, present Grace and right. somehow healing her. So maybe it's some kind of meshing of the shard that's in her head and that to kind of get the powers that she now has. Like, right. maybe instead of making... Because, you know, when she fought off with Killer Frost, it was it was actually a very cool showdown. It looked like a very cool showdown between yeah. Cicada 2.0 and, and Frost. But I noticed that, you know, Frost had the white thing, and then Cicada had the red. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I mean, it's not necessarily associated with heat, but maybe there's some something she uses with that thing right. for her present person's powers. That makes sense. I don't feel like I learned enough about the cryo atomizer uh, to understand <laughs> right. why it would be relevant for her. But you're right. That's probably what she was going for, especially because, you know, she needs this to make herself re- to keep herself relevant because yeah. ba- baby Grace has to live and she got to do whatever she has to do with that. Yeah, I just I mean, and honestly, because I mean, I really like the the Frost plot line, you know, because I felt like it worked for Caitlyn's character, and the the plot line really worked. And I, of course, love the West Island drama. When Cicada two showed up, I honest, I, I did a little, uh, <laughs> like, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm I, I don't think I've been too secretive about my feelings about the Cicada plot line. Period of how I felt like it went nowhere, right? But. It was also kind of like when she showed up, I'm like, man, you're just messing it up. Like, we got a good thing going here. Like, this all works for the characters. This is good art. And here's Cicada 2.0. I'm going to steal things and kill Caitlyn's dad. And it's like, what? Yeah, it was really bad. And I was, I I don't even know what to say about that. I don't even know why that <laughs> had to be at her hand. It was just very messy. I mean, I felt like it was not saying like it was the writers basically like, hey, you remember her? Right. <laughs> You know, she's been gone for like two to three episodes, but remember, she's a, one of our big bads this season, so yeah. gotta shoehorn her in at the end of this episode. No, no, I don't care about Baby Grace at this point. Yeah. You know, and I'm kind of, I, I'm still not completely convinced that Cicada 2.0 is that invincible that they haven't really been able to beat her yet. It right. just, it feels a little contrived that she's still allowed to stay around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so. then I'm wondering, why why didn't they do something? Isn't there anything Team Flash could have... Well, I guess there's nothing they could have done with coma, little coma Grace. Maybe they could have hit her. Like, you know, future Grace's show is... I mean, they have bigger things to worry they can't about, kill right? Her, right? Yeah, that'd they can't... No. Okay, that'd be Girl. Wrong. Don't kill the child. <laughs> wow. You know the child's going to grow serious. up. Well, she's going to grow up to be a murderer. <laughs> Well, they did remember the whole thing with the cure with Sitsko, who was not oh, here see, this episode. They could have just they could, but she didn't. She's not conscious to give. Girl, and we already know in her mind she's already sort of off. Like right. even present day Grace is kind of off at this point, so she wouldn't have taken the thing. Yeah, but I don't know. They, I felt like they might have been able to do something. I'm not going to say imprison the girl and who's com- comatose at the moment, but <laughs> they did kind of leave her vulnerable for Cicada 2.0 to take her. By not any means it, necessary. Not that they were thinking about it, though, right? I wasn't on my mind until it happened. Yeah, this episode. that's true. I was like, oh, yeah, they. I guess they should have kind of been watching Baby Grace. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Well, that was quite a wild ride. There was so much that was going on. Um, before we jump into predictions and what we think is going to happen, we're going to talk some news and gossip. Yes. After Buzz TV News. 
Although, yeah, just throwing a little, there was a little news in the chat where they started a hashtag called Just Kill uh, Psycho Grace. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't mean to be the so one. I'm just I think saying. Jamie uh, basically supports that. <laughs> so, we have a little bit, some cute news this week. Uh, nothing too major, but one is Danielle Panabaker wants Sky High 2. And she reveals some plot ideas that she has for the sequel. For So, for you Disney heads out there, um, you may remember, we know Killer Frost in this great episode and who, that Danielle plays, but you may also know her from 14 years ago when she played a super-powered young woman in Sky High, the uh, Disney movie and stuff. And she recently said in an interview that she really wants to do a sequel to Sky High and that her plot in mind was that the original characters would come back as teachers and they could be young, cool, hip teachers and they can teach the next class of superheroes. So, yeah, she wants to do another superhero deal, but this time Disney style. And uh, yeah, let us know if you want a sky high too. If anyone's ever seen that movie, yeah. Did you? Did you? No, watch I did not. Okay. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I heard it was cool, though. Yeah. Um, also, we had Iris West, Eddie Thawne, and also Marlies DeVoe reunion, at least in real life. Right. <laughs> because uh, we saw a reunion of these three, uh, the actors anyway, as uh, Candace put on her Instagram last week of a recent hike that the three of them took. And it's so nice to see them outside of the drama and the angst of the flash at times, just to know that these are real people, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so there were some cute pictures that they took. Also, also, Candy's uh, put on her Instagram uh, some pictures of being on set, which looks to be like the last days of filming. And uh, her and the cast, which included in this picture Carlos, Tom, and Hartley, uh, are playing Uno. And uh, and Grant Gustin actually commented on this photo in Instagram, saying, "Oh my gosh, I have I was already wrapped." So what we know oh. from that, we can glean, is that it seems like Grant has finished filming, and somehow Iris and them are still on set. So either they're, fil- I mean, and things get filmed out of order. So this is not to say I'm not trying to start any gossip that they killed the flash <laughs> off or anything, but for whatever reason, Iris is working close with Ralph, Tom and Cisco. We can garner mm, from that and right. flash isn't around. So let's see what happens there as we go towards the season finale. Yes, well, thank you so much for that news and gossip. That was really great and fun. And I do like seeing them in their natural element and that they hang out outside of the show. And Eddie, he's been gone for so long, so it was just... Which is good to see his face. Yeah, I didn't ship it, him and Iris. I was I was West Allen from the very beginning, but they were cute. They were cute. I mean, he was sweet. He was a yeah. nice guy. And he kind of died for nothing. Because he sacrificed himself and he didn't need to, right? Right. And there's, <laughs> it seems like there's a lot of that going on in there. <laughs> right? For plot points. Right. <laughs> so we love it. We love the way everything turned out. Now let's uh, just go dive right into some predictions. Hmm. Do you want to go? No, you, you Okay. You start this um, thing off. Well, I think Nora has gone off her rocker and she is clearly not of any fault really of her own except for choosing to do the speed force, but the negative speed force looks to have taken her over. We saw it in her eyes, which is very reminiscent to what we saw in Reverse Flash in those seasons like of that figure that killed original Nora, right? Mm-hmm. This is so weird karma. Mm. So, she's gotten taken over. She's probably going to go evil for a bit and I think they I think, you know, Barry's going to have to deal with that guilt that maybe he kind of pushed her to that. 
mm-hmm. which he necessarily shouldn't, but I think he's going to be filled guilty. So that's my prediction. Yeah, I definitely have to second you on that. We're going to see some evil, angry, oh my gosh, type Nora. <laughs> um, what else? Maybe, not like everything is based on a Sherlock apology, but I think they'll <laughs> definitely bring him back in and, you know, start to uncover, I don't know what, but something else. And I think that we are going to possibly learn a little bit more about Grace, I mean, Cicada too, and get a little more of that going. I feel like I had one more prediction, but I can't think of it right now. I was thinking of it earlier when we were talking about... With Ralph or anything? Was it Barry and Iris? Hmm. Some people are some people are predicting that she's going to be pregnant by the end of this season. I oh don't my think God. so. I think Nora's a few years off before that happens. Huh. That's a good one. <laughs> that's okay. a good prediction. I kind of hope that's not true. Do you think they're going to beat Cicada 2.0 before the season's out? I hope before the season's I out. I hope so as well. Was that possible? So what do we think, guys? We have another four shows, probably three yeah. more shows. Yeah. Do y'all think they're going to get rid of Cicada 2.0 or are they going to be able to beat her? Or is this gonna... They're going to have to. There's no way this is going to be season six and I don't want to hear anything about Man, if they could beat DeVoe in one season, they could beat Cicada 2.0 Word. in one season. There's no way her character, not that I, I like the ca- I like the actress, but not that her character should be able to somehow make it over to the next season and DeVoe of all characters was able to be defeated in one. No, that's not. No. Yeah, no, that wouldn't make sense. So I hope that doesn't work. But yeah, I think that's it. If I can remember the next one, I'll share it next time. Yes. But thank you guys so much for tuning in to the after show for The Flash. We'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place. I'm your host, Jamie Alexander, and you can find me on Instagram at Jamie Alexander. And I'm Chauncey K. Robinson, and you can find me on YouTube at my self-named YouTube channel and also on Rotten Tomatoes as I'm an official film and TV critic there. Bye, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 